0: Everybody is a oh, 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 oh. Welcome to Tank Up, the podcast all about drinking excellent craft beers and chatting and discussing video games. I'm Ben Novan and I'm joined by Arul Koji. Hello! Hey dude, how are you? Not bad, yourself? Good, I'm well. Thank you. I'm well. well it's so, another uh,
1: two for this week because unfortunately we couldn't get an
0: Alex Melpass. We couldn't. It's uh, just exceedingly difficult to find an an evening where all three of us currently are free. I suppose. Well, um, evenings a
1: strong word. I think part of it is I'm back that's in. True.
0: It's for you. Yeah.
1: I'm back in Central Time, so uh, it is two thirty p.m. And I have to pick uh, my niece up from daycare, daycare, daycare yeah. um, at four. So I will be having a beverage. Nice. Um, but uh, other than that, uh, you know, driving and all that.
0: That's fair. What is that beverage going to be?
1: Uh, it is going to be the uh, Saskatchewan, where I'm at. Um, the very Saskatchewan beer uh, is called Pilsner. Okay. Uh it, or as most people call it, uh pill. Yeah. I'll buy a box of pill. Um it is um as you can see, Ben, we, it is quite the uh busy mm. can.
0: There's a lot going on.
1: Yep. Um it actually it's like Oregon Trail, actually. Now that I look at okay. it. Up. Uh there's a biplane, a train, a horse drawing a carriage, some Indians and in the teepee. And then an old school car driving up a road. Nice. So I guess part of it's Oregon Trail and the other part's, you know, pre-war. Um, <laughs> but I've had it before, uh, but I figured since I'm back in Sask- uh, Saskatchewan for uh, a few days, I might as well drink the, essentially the Saskatchewan beer.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Uh, one of the beers I'm having is a, a beer brewed here in Bristol. Um, by a new brewery um, called Good Chemistry Brewing. Um, I went into the, the bulk shop, uh, Brew Bristol, the other day, and they had four different beers already, um, and they've only been out a very short amount of time. So the, the brewers, I assume, at Good Chemistry Brewing, have been absolutely hammering it out, getting, um, getting four different styles of beer on the go for, sort of a, 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 for a launch so I thought I'd try one of those out. Um, and I've also got uh, Magic Rock Brewing Company Cannonball IPA. Because I've never had it before, and that's been around for a while. But that's not a Bristol brewery. I think that's Huddersfield, somewhere like that, somewhere north I've never been to. But yes, I thought I would try those ones out. So I'll probably start off with a good chemistry brewing. Sounds good. This in, in a giant bottle. Ooh. So they've, got their, they've got their... Um, Where is it on the bottle? 660. Ah. But they've got their branding and their logos on point.
1: Oh, yeah. Those are uh, probably still too much um, uh, graphics for Alex's taste, but it's nice and minimalist.
0: Mm, mm, Definitely. Definitely. So, as with every week, we're going to drink these beers. We're going to enjoy these goddamn beers. um, And we're going to talk about some video games. Because we enjoy playing video games. Normally... Whilst we're drinking beer, you may have seen the ridiculous video that um, Alex and I did about um, getting absolutely hammered and playing Pro Evolution Soccer 2016. I don't really remember much of it, <laughs> but I may have chuckled to myself slightly as I was listening back to it, trying to put the video together. Um, if you haven't seen it, go to our YouTube page and you can watch well, What is our YouTube page? It. What is it? Our YouTube pages don't know. Tanked up, cast, yeah, something like that. Normally, when you search tanked up as a as an aside to beer and video games, when you search for tanked up on YouTube, you get a lot of videos about an American television show about fish tanks.
1: Oh, because it's so, called Tanked. I see that.
0: Yeah. So I think we need to get some more stuff on our YouTube page and uh, outdo these people.
1: Ah, uh, interesting. Um, if I just search tanked up because of my profile, the profiling they do. Mm-hmm. First hit is Donkey Kong Country 101% walkthrough part 29 tanked up trouble. Okay.
0: <laughs> then it's, it's got a lot of views.
1: Yeah, uh, It has 29,000. That's a lot more views than we get. Um, and then it's GTA San Andreas walkthrough beta mission called tanked up. Okay. Then it's another tanked up trouble. Eight years old, 25,000 <laughs> views. Oh, the, the San Andreas one has 213,000 views. At least at least they're computer game related, I suppose. Yeah, and then um, I think in an effort to not... Someone, uh, their 3D modeling um, project, Thomas the Tanked Up Engine, uh, trains with a Z video. Nice. That's obviously a hammered train. And then what's interesting is right above us... Uh, is tanked up menu theme and the the this music is from Nitrum's game, Tanked Up.
0: Oh. I didn't know there was a game called Tanked Up. No, neither did I. Neither did I. Good old copyright. If, if we uh, ever decide to um release our own game, which I don't think we'll do. Well their
1: NitroM is the company. I don't think we call the game I p- clearly be tanked up systems
0: or design, so what would it be? Be pairs, just be pissed entertainment system, which is what we called our last <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> last video that we did. So Right. This beer is very nice. This is the good chemistry. Um, It's actually called uh, Big Bang. It's very nice. It's very hoppy.
1: It's been a while since I've had a pill. Um, It is a... um, I think you would describe it as a a typical blue-collar prairie beer. Okay. So, 5%. Lager, it's not really. I wouldn't actually. If if you taste it, you would not call it a pilsner,
0: right? Has none of the the characteristics. Um, Is it a bit lighter? Is it a bit more like a lager?
1: Yeah, it's it's, you know very very bubbly. Um, It's unfortunately I did that thing I always do here, and I didn't get a glass, Mm. Um, so you can't see the coloring. Um, (laughs) But it's uh, yeah, it's just a very generic watery-tasting beer such that you find often in North America.
0: Mm. Okay. This is... Um, I'm trying to see what hops this um, uh, good chemistry has. Um, I, it's got quite a lot of information on the label, which is nice. Um, but I don't believe it actually tells me what hops they are. It's uh, a pale ale that has American hops in it. Classic American hops. So there yes it also tells me that this beer suits denim noise and burgers Hmm. slightly random but now i know for the future i suppose i'm sat here in jeans so okay yeah we're we're partway there noise is happening but i've had no burgers right why don't you kick us off with a game out of what have you been uh, playing since you last spoke oh
1: when did we last speak Quite a while ago. Um Yeah,
0: yeah. I think um
1: well I had we had a house guest um for five or six days. Um, and uh I introduced him to Rogue Legacy. Nice. Uh and he subsequently spent hours and hours <laughs> in the basement <laughs> playing it. Um uh, for those who don't, it's a it's a roguelike sort of 16-bit style um, dungeon crawler, 2D side-scrolling style. But what's interesting is uh, it's roguelike, um, but very like because while you only get one life, um, you then get um, it's the story is basically you're trying to get some treasure or something that. Castle is haunted, um, and your family is trying to get this. And so once you die, you basically get to choose between three of your heirs. Um, and so yeah. the money you make each run through of the dungeon, um, you could spend on upgrades to the family. Mm-hmm. So the family inherits the traits. So if you spend a coin on like, increased health, then all your heirs will have increased health. Uh, and it's different classes, so there's, you start off with, like, mage, uh, warrior, or barbarian, and knight, I think? hmm Oh, and knave. So you're rogue, you're warrior, you're... Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so um, the knight turns into paladins, the mage turns into an uh, archmage, I think, and there's, you know, buffs. So the paladin, when you first start, you actually, there's two buttons, jump and attack. Yes. Uh, and then, uh, oh, and magic, sorry. Everyone has a magic spell of some sort. Um, but obviously you get more mana if you're a mage-type character. And once you're the archmage, you can pick between three spells versus sort of what you're stuck with, which is neat because you get told what the spell is um, when you're looking at the air. So you'd be like, oh, it's a barbarian with, you know, he shoots giant spiky rocks out of his face. Yeah. Uh, that's probably a good thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I seem to remember that a lot. of Some of the traits as well can be, um, although they can affect their sort of passive traits. So you can sort of be tiny. Suddenly yeah. you've got a really tiny character. I was going. Or you can move a little bit faster. Um, yeah. And so there's, there's some really odd ones as well, isn't there? I've yeah, not played for a while, so I, I can't quite remember.
1: There's so that's probably what's very entertaining. Is like, uh, well the other thing is it's a procedurally generated dungeon. Yeah. Which yeah. once you unlock the architect, you can pay him forty percent of your earnings on the on the subsequent run to give you mm-hmm. the dungeon you were in last. Yeah. He holds it steady. Um. But yeah, what's really entertaining is um. Like you said, they have they have passive and active traits, the airs, and it, you don't know what they are until you sort of um, play around with them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, uh, like bald, balding. The trait bald means there's no hair on the sprite, but also instead of saying building when it generates the engine, it says balding. Nice. Um, <laughs> if you you can have um, is it astigmatism? Is the one where you can't see close. No, that's myopia. That one, such that um, it's actually the screen is actually blurry, like yeah. in, in, in a sort of two foot radius around your character. Or you can have tunnel vision or blinders, where there's literally a black cloud in front of your face. Mm. Um, there's, like you said, dwarfism and gigantism, um, which gigantism can be handy if you're seeing a lot of enemies because your sword is big and you're big and. Um, but navigating the spike traps and stuff makes it extra hard.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, there's also very silly ones, like being afraid of chicken. The health power-ups are um, are chicken legs. You, you know, this standard cartoon. Yeah. Um, but when you have that trait, the chicken leg doesn't appear. It's that an actual cooked chicken appears and runs around and damages you if you hit it. If it hits you. <laughs> so you have to kill your power-ups.
0: Yeah.
1: Um... Yeah, there's a bunch. There's one that puts you upside down. Nice. The whole yes, yeah, 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 View is inverted, and right on, but yeah. your controls are not inverted.
0: I seem to I seem to remember that the I I only encountered maybe one or two. But the bosses are really difficult as oh, well.
1: Yeah, they're basically so there's there's four areas. Um, it, it, as you you go to the attic, but. The attic is always above the dungeon. The forest is always east of the du- dungeon. Uh, hell is always beneath the dungeon, and then there's another place you can teleport to. Um, and there's a boss in each of them. And I've not. Mm. And but in order to even survive the upper levels, when you're the higher level rooms or like, you have to be a have a certain number of power ups. Every time you power up, you um, your level increases. But yeah. so do. But as your level increases, the cost of some of the power ups increase as well. Um, you can there. There's a blacksmith where you can find in treasure chests blueprints, and then pay him to make you like a sword that gives you plus a, plus damage, etc. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's got a very few sort of light RPG elements, isn't it?
1: And then there's uh, you can find runes and talk to the gypsy sorceress lady, and she'll give you power ups mm. like double jump and triple jump. Yeah, yeah. Um, What's interesting, though, is uh, I, I didn't think, I thought the gear was kind of meh, uh, but we uh, collected three pieces of the vampire gear, right. and your entire playstyle is totally different. Because every time you kill someone, you gain health, so you end up being a lot more erratic, because your health is so um, unstable, you're not, like, playing really to the chest. Yeah, yeah. If you hit me, but I hit you, I'll lose more health uh, than I gain, but I won't be, in, I won't be completely screwed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a it's a fun little game. Uh, you got to level fifty six. Wow! Yeah, it's a lot further than I have got. Yeah, uh, and the, of course that save file is now sitting on my uh, PlayStation, just sort of mocking me. Also, yeah. because it was a free PS Plus game, mm-hmm. I can play the same, and it it's actually works. Um, because it's PSN. Um, I picked up my Vita and played it in the airport. Oh, nice! My save level.
0: Yeah, yeah, seamlessly. Was that? Um, had you sent your save to a cloud to be able to do that, or was it, it it just
1: it automatically cloud saves? Right. Okay. So I literally just was like, "Oh, maybe I'll start another one," and then there I was, and there John yeah. was, and I was like, "Oh, fifty-six. I know where this is from." <laughs> um, but that also means, like, I could install uh, Rogue Legacy on the PS3 here mm. under my account, and I should be able to play the same characters which is kind of nice
0: yeah that's good that's good i did um when i think it was um i can't remember what the whole game was called um but it's when borderlands was released um for the for the the playstation 4 and the um xbox one was it the pre-sequel and then another the collection then came out right um which had borderlands 2 um and I had a Borderlands 2 save on my PS3, which I thought, "Oh, that'd be quite nice. I might might pick the game up and I can bring my save over. Oh, dear. Um, but I hadn't sent that save. It, it was the same with Hotline Miami as well, actually. Right. Um, I hadn't sent these saves to the cloud on the PS3, which meant that they were nowhere to be found as right. such. And my PS3 was long gone at that point. Um, never to be seen again. So that ultimately never happened.
1: My uh, Vita actually came with Borderlands 2 Mm. and a bunch of expansions, and I've yet to install it,
0: let alone play it. I don't think Borderlands 2 was meant to run very well on Vita. I don't think the port was very... technically it wasn't very good. And it just
1: seems like the wrong type of game to play on a handheld.
0: Mm, mm. Um, Yeah, completely. Um, I've been using um, my, uh, my phone to remote play, some games from the from the PS4. Your phone? Um, oh, with the yeah. PS app.
1: Yes. How yeah. how does that work button wise?
0: Um, so you can Bluetooth the control pad to the phone. So actually, the phone is just a, a screen. second screen, a tiny uh, screen, well, which is a tiny screen. Which I've been finding is uh, I've got a, a Sony um, Z2. Which has got a decent sized screen on. I think it's slightly bigger than the, the biggest iPhone you can get, so it's not small. But right. trying to play something like um, Metal Gear Solid Five, um, sort of games like that, you don't or The Witcher, something like that, you don't quite see enough on a on a smaller screen. Whereas uh, a game like Rocket League um, is is perfect for it, yeah. really. Um, so yeah, I I think there's definitely some games. And Borderlands, I think, would be the same, which are not really built for a, a smaller screen. You know, whether that's remote playing to a phone, or remote playing, or, or just playing on the handheld system. Um, yeah,
1: exactly. I think um, RPGs lend themselves really well to handhelds, um, but that might be because when I got a Game Boy, I played a lot of RPGs, like Link Style, uh, Great Greed, yeah, um, etc. Uh, and I think it's because Oh, sorry. Oh. One of the kids' fishes died... Oh, dear. <laughs> ...yesterday, and the other one is now floating at the top. They're, like... They're, um... Those <laughs> those fighting fish, and they're supposed to last, like, a year, and they're all coming on two and a half. Wow. So, like...
0: It was totally expected, but... Yeah. There you go. Tanked up, exclusive of death. Live on air. Live on air. You're hilarious.
1: <laughs> um... Death live. Uh, so anyway, what were we saying? Sorry, there's just
0: I'm staring at a dead fish. <laughs> um, yeah, remote play, game size, screen right. size, action games, RPG games, things and stuff.
1: Oh, that's a thing I can talk about. Yeah, I folded an impulse bot. The Steam controller. Ooh, ooh, okay. And so far, I like it. Yeah. I haven't played enough controller games because I basically got it, was busy getting ready, uh, doing some, you know, doing life stuff, and then came mm-hmm. here. Although I think I might install something like Assassin's Creed 1 yeah. on this MacBook Air boot camp, and then um, and just play around with the controller. The... Touch pads have really good sort of vibra- vib- vibrational haptic feedback, mm. so you can re- and like such that like small uh, movements of your hand um, or your finger actually register, so you, you do have that nuanced touch yeah uh, uh, without having the, the two joysticks. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's um, two circular
0: touch pads slightly uh, we, concave, don't they?
1: Yeah, which is better. It's a lot easier to feel where you are on the thing, yeah, how far you're yeah. going. Uh and then it's got A B X Y, uh Xbox style. Um and uh P, you know the middle button that everyone has. Um. And it has one analog joystick on the left side underneath the the touchpad circle. Yeah. And the left touchpad circle has um isn't just sort of flat. It has sort of indents for the four cardinal directions. They're not actually the right, cardinal okay. directions. So they're left, right, up, down. Yeah. Um, A, B, A, B, start. Um, I know i missed. Yeah. Um, so email your corrections for the Kanami code <laughs> at uh, Um But, yeah, so it's so far, I mean, I I tried playing um, so it defaults such that um, without doing anything, the right uh, touchpad it is a mouse, mouse pointer. Okay. Um, so uh, I've I've been bit back in the SRPG uh, or, or tactical strategy RPG, mm. turn-based strategy RPG, whatever you want to call them. I can't remember. I think SRPG is the standard name. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> SJRPG, uh, like this guy. Uh, um, sorry. Uh, acronyms are hilarious. Um, oh yeah, that one's moving.
0: The fish is okay.
1: The orange one's okay. The one we were pretty sure is dead. I I can't actually see anymore. <laughs>
0: That's been uh, eaten.
1: No, they're the in the separate face. little enclosures. There oh, okay, if okay. they And that um the they they have a black wall and then three um, glass walls because if they see each other, they're fighting fish. They'll want to kill each other. Right. Um. Fish cast um over. Uh, I've totally derailed myself. What was I saying? Oh, <laughs> and it was actually reasonable um, to use the mouse to control an SRPG. I can tell that like, it was a little clunky because I, I, I'm going to have to t- get used to mm-hmm. the the fingering.
0: Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> a slight raised eyebrow. Mm. Um, I I've, I have heard other people talking about it and saying that some of the button mapping for Existing games hasn't been fantastic, and you've needed to find sort of users who have oh, configured off. button mapping and stuff to go into games.
1: Uh, the amount of times I've had to remap keyboard c- buttons in games. Yeah, um, yeah, le- and and actually, um, I mean, now we're pretty standardized on F and E being the the primary, um, you know, so WASD obviously. Mm-hmm. Although some people say we sad, that drives me nuts. Um, anyway, uh, it's Wazd. Um, we, we seem to have mostly, you know, one, two, three, the, the numbers are your Mm -hmm. weapons spots, blah, blah, blah. But, um, like racing games, for example, um, I find, um, space bars, not always handbrake. Yeah. Um, also, uh, my, uh, hats off to my friend, Ian, uh, He recommended on Need for Speed Most Wanted, the original Need for Speed Most Wanted, not Need for Speed Most Wanted by Criterion Games. Mm. Um, Up and Down being Shifting. Oh, yeah. Left being um, Look Behind You and right being Nitro Boost. Mm-hmm. And that is actually really good because then suddenly, like, you're, both your hands are on, like, because they're separate. You're not getting confused because you don't normally game as much with your, like, keyboard game with your right hand. But they're on these, like, nice four buttons. Yeah. And you got a lot better. And to be honest, even controller mappings I've changed on games because, you know, I can and that's great. Yes, so, yeah. So finding a user who's done the work for you is lazy. is what i'm saying that's why i said i'll fuck off yeah
0: Yeah, that's fair um
1: and i suppose you need to you
0: need to have a feel for it yourself as well don't you you need to sort of play the game as it comes to know what's not working for you and how actually you'd prefer to to be playing something
1: the other thing is it has standard two uh triggers and shoulder buttons Mm -hmm. but it also has paddle buttons on the bottom which most people don't use, but you can map those to things. And I would do like instead of I would do gear up and down on the paddles, for example. Right. Um, what is weird is the right trigger. Yeah. Is your mouse left click? And it, to mm-hmm. me, it just felt I couldn't. I wasn't getting used to that. Um, yeah, yeah.
0: But just slightly odder motion, I suppose.
1: Yeah, like pulling a trigger to click. Also. Um, because I'm not used to the sensitivity of the thing, I don't know how hard I have to push, so mm. occasionally I pull the trigger and normally it doesn't do anything, but my finger is on the touchpad because you don't let go of your mouse really, right? Which yeah. means if I jar it, my finger slips and now I've moved the cursor and then clicked.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But um, one of the things that's really great about the Steam Controller, which I haven't explored, so I'm this is hearsay, is that it's super flexible in what you can do to the controls. Mm. Um, which is why the people who... who uh, There are definitely already Steam Controller zealots out there who say it's the best thing since controllers. Yeah. Nice, nice. So that was my, that's my hardware update. Excellent, uh,
0: excellent. I don't have any hardware updates. I have nothing um, new. Oh,
1: oh, and of course, uh, as is now standard with um, mice and stuff, um, you, nothing's Bluetooth anymore. Right. So you have to, you have to have a USB, uh, little dog dongle transmittery thing. What's nice about the mm-hmm. steam one is they give you an extension, a USB extension and a little stand made perfectly for the, the, um, their dongle. Right. So like if you've, if you got your thing in a cabinet or whatever, you can put it on top and it's in this nice low, it's not going to slip around. Okay. It's not going to look, look like a loose wire. Yeah, um, Which I thought was a nice little touch. Mm. Um, why was I going with that? Oh, the reason I bring this up is because right now my primary, my only machine is a MacBook Air. Yeah. Which has two USB ports. <laughs> um, so, for example, I have a external hard drive with a bunch of my games on it. Yeah, yeah. And if I want to, and my... I'll skip my rambling, but my blue, my, my uh, Razer mouse, which I bought specifically because it was the, the last model, the Orochi 2013, that was Bluetooth, mm-hmm. so I could save a dongle spot. Uh, the cursor jumps around when it's in Bluetooth mode all of the time, <laughs> and if it's plugged in, it's fine, but if it's plugged in, it needs a USB spot. Yeah. So I have to, I, I can't just have both connected if I'm playing the majority of my games.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah. You've got a, your USB spaces at a premium. Yeah, it, it so may I have see- been nice to have the option on the controller for it to be Bluetooth or for it to be USB.
1: Plus, the reason why everyone's doing that is because apparently the current Bluetooth is not sensitive enough. Like, Oh. Or like it. it, it Bluetooth is notoriously bad with um, interference. What the. Uh, like, I remember my first Bluetooth headset. If I had my. Um, like the antenna was on the left, but no I usually put my phone in on the right mm-hmm. and my body would ruin
0: the bluetooth right, right i have not uh, the um for the remote play on my phone um that connects to the um the oh, yeah, shop remote. four through bluetooth
1: fair enough, um, yeah,
0: but i don't have there's a there's a small cradle you can buy which straps around the control pad which then allows you to sit your phone just on top. So you can basically oh, cool. sit there and have the, the phone just above the control pad. Um, I don't have one of those. So I've been um, just propping it up Somewhere. to be I able to look at it, which, is, which has been better. fine. Um, but I suppose the, the the biggest distance I've been away from, the, the, or the control pad has been away from the phone is, uh, is maybe about a foot. Yeah. So I've not had any... Interfe- no no interference and i've not noticed any delays in the games that i've been playing really well, um, i've had some slight lag, but that's been from the the console to the the, the phone not from the um, not from the control pad um, well
1: that's the, so what what drives me nuts is the people have all these the industry has just decided that bluetooth isn't good enough for mice and keyboard and now controllers mm. apparently but the majority of controllers, which gamers want, you know, very precise, ideally, um, yeah. in the world, are on the Xbox and the PlayStation, both of which I think are Bluetooth. Oh, is the Xbox Bluetooth?
0: Um. Yeah, the DS Four is. I know the DS Four uh, is because I mean, obviously, because. Is the I don't know whether the Xbox One is or whether it is um, just completely.
1: Oh, it Why? might not be because Imagine they um, they have that stupid uh, buy a dongle,
0: thing. save a dongle.
1: Well, like the Xbox 360 controller to hook it up to a PC, you need to buy a dongle. Then you right. can hook up as many as you want, mm. or maybe four. It might be four. It's probably a driver problem. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I'm not sure. I know they have they've they've come out recently with the wireless. Um, Dongle Thing. for the Xbox controller. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I it's know. probably not Bluetooth then.
0: No, I don't know. I don't have an Xbox One, so I can't attest to uh whether that is true or not. Um shall we move on to yeah. a, a new game, another game. That's the yeah, end what of hardware talk for a week. Um I have played uh Firewatch. Oh. Which you got came Firewatch? out uh yeah about two weeks ago. Yeah, um, I've heard really good things. I picked it up on Playstation Four. It is a narrative-driven, I suppose, exploration game, first person. It's made by Campo Santo, who have... uh, They're a new studio, but made up from people who uh, have been working on uh, a lot of the Telltale games, uh, the Walking Dead ones, which I absolutely loved. Um, I've sort of been following the uh, Firewatch for a little while. Um, So as soon as it dropped... I knew that I wanted to to pick it up. Um, It was about £15. Um, I was slightly apprehensive because I'd heard that it was a really short experience. Um, And I thought, actually, £15, if it's the... You know, um, sort of the time length that people have been talking about. I'm not sure whether the £15 is is a little bit too much for it. Um, But after playing it, I I mean, narratively, it's fantastic. Voice acting is fantastic. The Would tone you... and the colours are fantastic.
1: Yeah, I've only seen sort of screenshots and a small video, and it looks gorgeous.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're um, you're Henry, um, this character who decides um, he he wants to disappear out into the wilderness and watch for uh, wildfires in um in a national park, and really the only interaction you have with um, any other humans. Is through your radio to another character called Delilah, which is your um, boss, I suppose, who's I, in I, a different fire watchtower.
1: I have to laugh because you just um, praised the game for its great voice acting, and now you're saying you're basically by yourself, except for a walkie-talkie conversation.
0: Well, well, so the the you talk a lot to Delilah through the walkie-talkie. Um, you can. Um, if you're moving through the environment and you see something, you can radio through and talk to her about it, and the the voice acting just seems like really natural. So it just seems like they're having a really natural conversation. So um, you're saying
1: like the writing
0: is is, is... Yeah, so yeah. So in and the writing is yeah is really good. I mean everything about the game is just really well put together. The music, the sound, the environmental sounds. Um, it's it, it was short, I suppose. I probably got through it in between four or five hours over a couple of nights, but it it was a really well-written, well-put-together um, experience.
1: Now... Um, may I, is there any replayability?
0: Um, I haven't replayed through. I, not what I asked. I don't think... <laughs> There would be a huge amount of um, difference in a second playthrough um, except a few dialogue choices. Normally you can, uh, during I suppose the um, bigger set dialogue pieces, you have uh, two or three different things you can say back to the other character, to Delilah, and she will respond differently. So there's lots of uh, dialogue that I haven't heard I would imagine. There's probably a few places I haven't quite explored. Um, I went off sort of the... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I didn't go to um, where it was meant to every single time on the mm. most direct path. I did explore a little bit in a few different places. Um,
1: it's it's fairly open world then? It's just
0: Sort of. There are... Areas which are blocked off, uh, you might get um, some overgrown shrubs, and, and slightly later in the game, you pick something up which will allow you to get to, to clear those shrubs to create oh, a new path for you. That is, a, that's nice versus you know the standard
1: invisible wall.
0: Yeah, completely. Uh, I I didn't really come up against any invisible walls. Everything was was nicely sort of hemmed in um, and, and guided you through quite well. Really, I mean it's in it's meant to be in a national park, which is very. Um, mountainous very rocky um lots well, of a, forested areas
1: that's why i was uh, wondering because national parks are not small things or at least not mm, in mm. my neck of the woods ah, that was no, accidental no.
0: um, um it, it does feel big it does feel big it takes you time to be able to move through the environments but it doesn't take too much time it doesn't make you feel uh, bored with just moving through environments um you, so, you get to your destination with um because you're constantly looking at things, there's constant tonal shifts and different coloring, different lighting coming into different areas and things. So you're your eyes being drawn all of the time. So it doesn't feel like a slog moving through any of the areas, which is nice. Um,
1: yeah, normally I, I find, um, long traveling sections really I mean, tedious and, and sort of like, why, why, um, sorry. Yeah. Um, but uh, the one exception I have to mention is Red Dead Redemption. Um, yeah. Because that game... Um, is wonderful. He's amazing. And part of that, I think, is that um, you're traveling, you're in the West, and you're on a fucking horse. And it's that means, by definition, you are traveling at one horsepower.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: And... You know, um, it takes a while to get through things. And and it, it does, yeah, completely, and, completely. There's
0: and, lots of sections of that game where you are alone. And mm-hmm. you're, you're riding on your horse and you do not see anyone between the town yeah. you left from and the town you get to.
1: And if you're lucky, a coyote might attack you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Normally um, not if you're on your horse, you just ride off quite yeah. quickly. Where you circle around and shoot it more than yeah. likely.
1: Um but I thought that was... The choice they made to make that very realistic was fantastic for immersion. Mm. Um, but I, like, I I appreciate what you're saying, that uh, if you were in a North American national park and actually were traversing across it, it would probably not... It would it would take away from immersion in a way that Red Dead Redemption gave immersion, I think. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, I think so. I mean, they're, they're, they're only a small team, and they, I suppose they needed to create a a game big enough to tell the story they wanted to but not make it too big i guess to, to you know to have too many resources working on too much stuff um and to make it so you could just go anywhere at any time um which i would imagine is quite narratively problematic as well um, but it is a really good game i've really enjoyed it and I, I there's lots of things that i'm sort of learning as i've um since since finishing it um there's there's various sort of animal encounters that you can have during the game and i didn't encounter a single animal <laughs> whilst i was playing so there's there is a lot of all those there's, there's things that i haven't seen within the game um which might make me play for again but nothing huge no different way you know no different play style or anything like that that's that's going to make me um make me play again
1: um interestingly enough um I hope my keystrokes didn't bother or get picked up, but if they did, mm-hmm. sorry. Um but uh it I just checked it out on Steam and for uh, our Canadian listeners it's twenty one ninety nine. Um given that the Canadian dollar's in the tank because oil is Yeah. Uh, t- too many oil tanks. Um yeah. but uh, the tag is walking simulator is the tag uh, I, I didn't realise was
0: a thing. Um which totally makes uh, sense. Um, yeah, but, but... I mean, it's it's more sort of explorative, interactive adventure.
1: I was going to say, it, it, you, the game Sunset, I don't know if you've heard of it, but that's a solid walking simulator. You're just sort of there. Yeah. Um, they put The Witness also as...
0: Uh, no, the, walking, the Witness isn't really a walking simulator. Interestingly, it's a though... puzzle game. Um I, I suppose a uh, more uh, something like the Stanley Parable.
1: Yeah, then that's what I would say. It's, I think the Stanley Parable is like the descent, like the progenitor of walking simulators. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: uh, and I, I know that is um, it Davy Reardon who, um, who who made um, the Stanley Parable. Then went on to do the Beginner's Guide, mm-hmm. um, which is which is a wonderful game as well. I think I picked that um, up on Christmas Steam Sale. Um, nice nice you should definitely play that but i mean they're more they're more narrative focused experiences they're trying to tell you a story
1: yeah and i feel like it's 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 walking simulator in in a sense to at least when i hear that i think just exploring for the world's sake not for a quest's sake or a task's sake yeah and uh Stanley Parable, um, and I'm assuming a, from what I've heard of Beginner's Guide, it um, seemed like uh, you know open-world storytelling. In a way that there's a, there is a path that's going that, that you're going you're directed through. You, you how you get through it, you know, isn't prescribed. It's not on rails, but it's on sort of narrative rails.
0: Um, yeah, not so much the Beginner's Guide. The Beginner's Guide is a little bit more um, on rails as such. Uh, okay. You move through. You move through each scene, and there's ah. only really a singular path through each. Um, right. It's it's a little bit different. Um, but I mean, I don't I don't really like the term "walking simulator." You know? Yeah, it's a really weird turn of phrase. Um, yeah, I mean, someone's it, it, you know, walking simulator would be you just walking with not really much else happening. But right, which is you're why you're constantly having this term. narration. You're constantly with with Firewatch. You've got all of these. Interactive points you can you can call on your radio about lots of different things within the environment about what's going on about what's happening um, and, and and like you say yeah the witness is full of puzzles to undertake um, you could just in the witness you could just walk around the open world yes and never do any puzzles and never open any areas to, to move into and things but yeah, I, it's not really the game I so. think
1: but like a game which doesn't necessarily have Um, a lot of like action Mm -hmm. um, where you move around like and it seems like especially uh, narrative non-action games seem to just get that tag although I'm now looking and in the walking simulator tag on Steam the witness comes up but then when I go to the witness page it says puzzle exploration open world indie I did not hear oh and colorful I did not hear. It's very colorful. Walking Simulator. I mm. don't really know why it's in that section. And hilariously, Me- um, <laughs> Mech Warrior Online is somehow in Walking in
0: Simulator. Walking simulator. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a user-defined tag by any chance?
1: Uh, I don't know, but it also just says free-to-play, mechs, action, multiplayer. Like it, it, it does. And shooter, it doesn't say walking simulator. So why am I browsing the tag walking simulator and getting? eh?
0: Yeah, yeah, right. Right. I'm opening up my second beer of the evening. That um, good chemistry brewing Big Bang was a very nice, Um, very nice beer.
1: What? um, What's the primary sort of? Or my is it uh, like? Is it malty, citrusy?
0: It is. It's very malty. Yeah. It's it's a sort of a big uh a very balanced hoppy flavour. Um it's not bitter at all. Um it's it's you do get a, quite a lot of uh maltiness. It's a little bit sweet. Well not, that comes with malt massively but you don't you don't get really any overriding sort of flavour. Like there's not a huge there's not really any citrus notes, you're not getting that sort of soury, grapefruity sort of notes right. again. In a lot of beers at the moment. Um there's not really any big standout sort of flavour, um, except just a very well balanced. I I'd probably liken it more to something that wiper and true would do. Um just a really well balanced beer. Okay. So, um but I'm not really sure what to expect from this next one, which is the Magic Rock Brewing Cannonball. It's an IPA, IPA
1: right? Yeah.
0: Yes, yes. Comes in a Little little can. Oh
1: yeah.
0: So slightly smaller than the or well, half the size of the beer I've just drank. But that smells good. Well it's well, like there's a little bit more there than the um Oh i imagine as an
1: IPA there's probably um I've lost the term. The post hopping. Um Yeah, I can't remember it's what what anyway. it's called. Flaming. Um, it's, uh, it's now. So, what, are, what is sort of the smell like when you uh, when you smell that beer? Like floral, citrus.
0: It is, it is quite floral. I'm not getting any citrus uh, again or sort of soury sort of yeah. notes. It's quite floral. There's a little bit of sour. Dry and hopping. A few more. Dry hopping. There they go. Alex will be proud.
1: No, I think you will be disappointed
0: that we didn't if have. You <laughs> But like you definitely should have known that. We've talked about it enough. Yeah. yeah, we
1: really have. Like the number one thing I can say about beers. Um, and it's just because Alex has said it enough times. Mm.
0: Okay. So this one is um, a little more. I'm getting, I, I'm definitely getting sort of a grapefruity taste with this. I find out it's not that at all. But it's sort of got that slight sourness mm. to it. Not quite as hoppy as the good chemistry. Really, mm.
1: the good chemistry was, and I wasn't an IPA, right?
0: I'm not sure. I don't think it was. I think it was an APA, an American Pale Ale.
1: Interesting, because I thought I think, those were supposed to be less hoppy.
0: Um. Oh
1: no! Wait, nope.
0: no. No, 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 no. Three American episodes hop. ago,
1: oh. it just yeah. means that they are used. Uh, they make um, They use American hops, but traditionally they make a hoppier thing that's right i listen yep, to our episodes yep. there you go there you go because so i would not remember when alex first told me when i asked him mm, on air but it's when be i listened to like it like a third or fourth yeah. time
0: since he's explained it I'm like yeah. oh now i get yeah. it yeah. this is nice as well but mm. two good beers tonight
1: um, yes it sounds like you had good beers
0: Yes, unfortunately, um, so you inter- may not have.
1: Yeah. Um, so what's interesting about the Pilsner is um, it had a bit of a renaissance. Um, God, I said it like you people. Um, <laughs> um, the
0: renaissance.
1: Yeah. Um, because um, uh, hipster, with hipsters, because it, it's like the Canadian Pabst Blue Ribbon. If you're familiar with blue ribbon,
0: an American
1: thing. uh, Oh, Pat Blue Ribbon. It it usually it comes in tall boy cans, and it's. Right. I think it's um, it's made in the uh, West Coast, like Washington, Oregon region, Mm -hmm. and all the hipsters in um. It started obviously in Portland, where all of the hipster stuff does. Yeah. And it's inexpensive. Okay. But better than it's it's inexpensive, but a better beer than like Coors and all the crap you get mainstream in America.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Um and so but it became a thing where people would bring a six pack of pbr and you know call mm-hmm. it pbr. And so but in apparently in uh western Canada Pilsner had a bit, a bit of a resurgence with the young folk in similar ways cuz it was, you know, inexpensive and uncomplicated. B- before yes. it was more like it's the cheap beer I drink cuz I mm-hmm. need cheap beer or you know, um, the older generation grew up
0: drinking it because there was less selection, so that's their beer. It's sort of very unlike here where the sort of the beer of choice for young people isn't really beer. Um, It's meant to be cider, and it's normally White Lightning or Woodpeckers or something, which is actually more like a little bit of cider mixed with antifreeze, or what other other shit they put in it, which tastes absolutely minging. But when you're 14 and you go out to buy a bottle of booze, you don't give a shit. It costs like one pound twenty for a three liter bottle of Woodpeckers or something like oh, that. Oh, so, I see. So you're
1: talking about sit on the
0: beach, bang that back, fall asleep. You're the about forty. <laughs> um, we have a uh, Colt 45.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's the and Big Bear. Big Bears worse than cold 45 if you can imagine okay. and they both, and they come in you know the giant bottles et cetera. Uh, yeah yeah my, my first experience with those uh was when the uh, after party when uh, the high school football team American football team um, yeah. won the city championships mm-hmm. and i uh, i was there uh and i getting foisted alcohol because I was nominally part of the team because I was the mascot. <laughs> Good use of
0: the word "foist"
1: as well. Yeah. Um, uh not not so great. Although my my friend um, who foisted such alcohol on me um, is still is actually in his oof, a millionth year in the Canadian Football League. He's, uh, oh, nice. Yeah, so at least I can say that. Uh, my football friend is still a football friend. And he, yeah, he's yeah. won two, uh, his team, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, have won two Grey Cups, which is like the paltry version of the Super Bowl that Canada has. Right. Um, okay. so he, and I've seen those rings, and they're fucking massive. <laughs> nice. I, bejeweled and massive. It's ridiculous. Anyway, what were we talking about? I, I'm more tangential
0: uh, than normal today. Games and beers. Oh yes, games, games. Oh yes, oh yes, oh yes. Um, so I, I have played another game, although only a really small amount of it, um, and it was the Division Open Beta, right? Which happened um, at the weekend.
1: Mm-hmm. I um,
0: um, I managed to get in about two hours, I think. So not a huge amount played. By the time it
1: downloaded, uh, in on this onto this laptop, where I was pretty sure it wouldn't run anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the veto was almost over, <laughs> and I had I we had we went somewhere else for Sunday dinner, so it's like
0: all right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I managed to play I think about an hour on Saturday night whilst um, whilst Kim was getting ready for us to go out, and then played a little bit um, on Sunday evening as well. Do you want to just describe the the general premise to start? So yeah, it's um, third person cover based shooter. It's. Um, Oh, go on. Uh, I, mean, I was going to say, it's sort of RPG esque in its level progression system. But so is Call know. of Duty? Mm, no.
1: It's. Well, Battlefront definitely is. It is a shooty shoot.
0: Well, no, because it's the. Well, yeah, Battlefront is third person. Um, but it's much more. Well, I've, I've not really played a game. I suppose the 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 thing that I would liken it to would be sort of the cover mechanics of something like um, the Last of Us. Hmm. Um, but no, the, the shooting's a bit more refined than something like the Last of Us, uh, and is much more sort of swift, sort of gun battles. Right. I suppose like Call of Duty would be. But um, so yeah, I liked the 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 cover mechanics. It's very nice. You tap X, you bang into cover. You can then um, press circle to vault over the cover and then you can move about freely. Nice. Or you can um, move your analog stick to look around the environment and X will hover over various different bits of cover. If you hold down X, you will automatically run to that piece of oh. cover, um, which was quite nice. The shooting is quite um, it, it, quite responsive. Um, I had no... It, it, no issues at all with the shooting whatsoever i thought it was it, it was very good um switching between weapons uh, all of those sorts of things all worked very well um it's it, as i said it's kind of like an rpg in the fact that you are looting enemies for different oh, pieces of I gear see- all of this gear has lots of different stats you can Look at specializing based on what kind of weapon you've got, whether you want higher crits and you use a different kind of weapon than oh, higher like headshots and MMO like,
1: like, then rather than Yeah, like- I mean,
0: it, part of the game is that it is online. Um, I assume they would use the term persistent online world.
1: Yeah, and so I know um, that, but I don't know enough about the game to know what, like, how that pans
0: out. So I can't really answer that because. I didn't experience in the times that I was playing any other people. There was no one. Um, so what I don't, the setting, know, I don't know whether it was a server um, allocation that had done that, right. or just that I was playing at a time when no I don't know, there wasn't anybody about. Um, but uh, Ubisoft just released that something like 6.4 million people played the beta. Um, oh, and that's over Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Right. So, that's quite a lot of people. I thought I might have encountered someone <laughs> at some point, yeah. um, um, but no. So
1: you're in a post um incident. So, I, uh, yeah, well, I
0: believe storyline-wise, there's been a large uh, viral outbreak, right. um, and you are some kind of team doing some kind of thing and after said outbreak.
1: And you're in an urban environment that's sort of been damaged about with riotous. Yeah,
0: there's lots of, um, cars just left in the streets and I think it's, I, I assume it's some time after the, the city's almost been evacuated and there's just sort of stragglers and, and a few people left and then gangs have moved in because a lot of the, uh, missions were against, you know, go and kill gang number one, um... Uh, and one of the things about this is is you unlock different abilities through upgrading your base. We have a base. Yes. Now, um, oh, we don't
1: know but uh, well we you really- do know your
0: um uh, I think there was two missions or oh. three missions perhaps in the beta which opened up um the first part of the medical wing which oh. then gave you some abilities to be able to
1: do. Right. What I was uh, trying to say is we don't know if that's going to be like, if, if the base is, if every person has a base or if like you have a guild that has a base, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I do know what you mean. Um, no, I don't know that. I, I think unless you're able to join a, a group or a, a, guild as such, um, right at the start of the game, you will, have um, ultimately each have your own base. um, <laughs> and it it is tied to your progression. So as I say, if you keep upgrading a certain areas of your base, you will unlock different abilities. So I suppose it has to be a personal thing in that regard. Otherwise, well, I mean, it could be a community thing. You know, if your, your friends who are part of your group have gone off and, and upgraded and done something to upgrade part of the base, you can have access to those abilities. But I don't think it is that I think it is a, uh, an individual uh, progression system. Um, but I managed to do a few missions. I upgraded some stuff. I got the ability to deploy a, a small turret, mm-hmm. um, which then shot at some people as I'd um, aggroed them. Uh, but it, it, it's, it's feeling good. Mechanically, it's feeling yep. really nice. Um, I would have liked to play with some other people. I would have liked to experience some of the instances um, with some other people. There was a, a mission where I had to go down into... Um, Uh, the subway system and into an underground um, sort of warehousing substructure which housed a load of um, electrical stuff where a bloke was doing some things. Um, And it would have been nice to experience that with uh, with a group because – you would approach it in a very different way. You'd all be in different areas of cover. You could set up things like crossfire um, enemies that would then move into those areas would be taken out a bit more efficiently and a lot quicker. Um, But yeah, by just having a a, a very individual play, um, it didn't quite grab me as I think it, as I would assume that they had intended it to, um, because I would think that a lot of other people have experienced it with other people. Um, and being able to group up with other people and i think that is quite a large part of the game um so i'm kind of on the fence as to whether i will pick it up um early on right or, or or you know a bit further down the line maybe when it's dropped in price a little bit but then you've got the whole idea within in a month's time when it's dropped in price are people still playing it that much um <laughs> the battlefront front conundrum exactly exactly so I mean it was good I enjoyed it but I'm not sure whether there was enough to Well I mean they to hold me really
1: they have they've said it's online but they mm. haven't really said as far as I know they haven't really told us what the point uh, like what your interaction with other people would be except for their PVP zones from what I understand yeah yeah but like maybe there aren't guild things because it's more single player focused and we're just assuming that because it's very MMO-esque.
0: Uh, possibly, I mean, your uh, the game is called The Division. That would suggest that you are part of a group. Mm, fair enough. So whether you can form small bands, or or, or you were part of a group, and then. Mm, yeah, quite possibly. Quite possibly, you have to find them across the city because you were divided. Hmm. <laughs> no. Um. But that sort of um playing this sort of brought me onto a, a a bit more of a larger discussion point. Which was we're getting more open betas these days than we're mm-hmm. getting demos. Um and I kinda of miss a good demo. But I'm kind of okay with us getting open betas instead of demos.
1: So I think Um, I've thought about this as well and I think uh, one of the things is that um, with the division you might be able given that what you've described and of course yes we're ignorant of any other um, information um, you could have had a demo of this and that would have been that, but the, yeah, like, the experience I had, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like we've both, we both did the Battlefront open beta and the yeah. Black Ops Three open beta, and those yeah. are games that you you could not have a quote unquote demo of.
0: Yes, um, true.
1: So the real question is, what is beta about it? Um I've played Battlefront uh, open beta wise and regular wise, and it seems. I mean, there might, may, have, there probably were bugs, but given that almost every game gets patched within the first week anyway. Mm, mm. Is this a beta? Or what they're trying to say is play it for free before it's released because we want you to know that it might be worth 80
0: bucks. Yeah, it's it's free advertising as such to then entice you to picking up the game.
1: It's also stress to, testing of their online um,
0: online. Well, that's what I was going to say. Um, when I picked up uh, Guild Wars 2, which must have been two odd years ago now, um if that i suppose well, i don't know yeah about two years ago um i pre-ordered that and you were then allowed to go into i think it was four weekends so it was over a month and it was every weekend for a month they were conducting stress tests on their servers right to make sure that they could handle the capacity of players that wanted to be on that but it also meant that for four weekends i got free access to the game to try out the classes Right. to see how the game played, to see what I then wanted to play the game, you know, what my primary uh, role would be within the game, I suppose, uh, and how I would want to start that off. Um, they they did change a few little things out of the stress tests. Um, and, I and you, you know, I suppose they took it as anything else that they were, it, with it being an online game, they were going to patch it day one anyway, mm-hmm. as lots of online games tend to, to do. Um, I seem to remember like World of Warcraft, day one, had some absurd patch that you needed to download. And this is years ago now. Yeah. Um, But I suppose those games... Label them as stress tests. You know that you are going on, and that you w- you may get issues because they are trying to overload the servers and trying to hit their capacity as much as possible. Yeah. Whereas this isn't quite, you know, the open betas that we've been playing aren't quite that.
1: Well, they they may be, but they're not advertised as that. Mm. Like it's definitely not. It doesn't seem like that's the primary intention. Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, it's it. it I suppose it's an it's an odd one I mean because you know as a kid I used to love thinking right the new PSM or something is out and I can go and pick up the new magazine with Mm. (laughs) a demo disc full you know which has got five or six games Mm -hmm. with a really small amount and and as a kid you had what three or four games that you played continuously Mm -hmm. and you didn't ever get or you know getting a new game came at certain times of year. Yeah. Um or when you'd done enough jobs to save up enough money to be able to buy something yourself second hand you know, without a box or a manual. Um but and and demo discs gave you a new experience. It gave you something else to be able to play. Right. Um and we sort of get a few demos these days, not a huge amount, but they generally seem to be um restricted to um conferences Mm. so you go along to a conference and you get to play a slice of the game, you get to play the demo for the game, Right. it's almost a congratulations for being able to come to this yeah. expo you can play and in lining up for two hours you get to play a little bit of this game um, and okay there's no real print media these days apart from something like Edge or Games to right. go out with for a disc mm-hmm. um, but then we have lots of other ways to be able to distribute it through PSN and and Xbox Live and Steam. Steam. There's there's lots of ways to be and there's lots of demos on Steam. Okay, not yeah. many notable games.
1: Yeah, I don't know if
0: I've ever downloaded
1: a demo on Steam. I've never really thought about it. I went through because, of course, I uh, I um, use my brother-in-law's PS3 when I'm here. I went through my download lists um, to see, you know. What I can't remember what I have, and there's just just string of time where it's just demo after demo after demo, yeah, yeah, and then it just stops, basically because I left the country, but the PS3 didn't. Um, Yeah, okay. uh, Oh, I lied. I said it was in storage for those five years. It wasn't. It was in the care of Dr. David Dick. Um, I told you that. (laughs) What? Uh, a friend of mine uh, in the philosophy department of uh, Calgary, uh, I, I entrusted with... Uh, um, I was like, it's stupid to have a PS3 sitting in storage. Someone yeah. should make use of it. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, sorry. I remember, for those avid listeners who've taken notes, I said that my PS3 was in storage for five years in episode four.
0: Yeah, very early on. Yeah. Um,
1: right, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs>
0: that pill's gone to your head
1: no i've just been very spacey today um making like kevin if you will um, Yeah, yeah demos 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 mate. right yeah and then uh, and then it stopped and and there's been no demos since because i don't even think about demos as a thing mm, and mm. i don't know if that's because I, I know part of it rather is that i don't have the time like i don't have the time to play the games i own and want to play let alone a demo
0: yeah yeah but well, that, that's yeah that's fair i suppose but then it, it may have changed, like how we feel about it, may have changed more recently because of having that, that that time element and not being able to just pick something up or or be able to just throw something in, play it for a little bit, see if it was okay, and then and discard it so freely. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I think with the the division when it came out as the open beta, and again with um, Black Ops Three and with Battlefront, they were they were very heavily advertised that you could go in and and try out the game Mm -hmm. Um, and I suppose as we sort of said at the start of the discussion it is advertising for the game Mm -hmm. you go in, you play a couple of hours you enjoy it does that make you more likely to pick the game up? I would think so I have no stats to back that up Um, but okay, I didn't buy Black Ops 3 but I have got Battlefront and I am Consider, I you know, I'm considering the division being my big purchase for, uh, for the month of March, so it so may have swayed me very slightly. Had I not played the beta, I don't, you know, the vision would have been further down on my list, definitely. Right. Um, so it has swayed me. So, um, I, yeah. I just,
1: it just occurred to me that, um, um, Steam has those free weekends. Yeah, yeah. And they call them free weekends mm-hmm. because it's a done game and yeah. play it for free this weekend. And usually there's a sale price associated with it afterwards or yes, during it. Yeah. You get it um, for a reduced price. Yeah. And I feel like um, by calling it an open beta, you get to do this before it's out. And you don't have to – there's no deal offered because it's a beta. Mm, mm. Um. And I just don't think they're really us. I guess that's the only complaint I have. I think it's makes sense. I think it's a good idea. Um it makes sense especially with these online um needing other people games where a demo although calling it a demo for a, a demo weekend would essentially be the same thing, I think.
0: So, yeah, completely. Completely. Um It does just seem like the terminology is is, is shifted. I mean, you would think that I would imagine that the, the division has gone gold and they're currently producing disks
1: oh, yeah, to be sure. shipped. It comes out so, on the 8th.
0: So... so, I mean, you do now have the benefit of like day one patching and being able to fix bugs and things um, through that. But like we said, is it more of a, of a stress test on the servers
1: hmm. than
0: anything else? Uh, my experience would say no, because... There was, you know, there was me hanging around on a server not really doing very much. Bare um enough. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure I... I like the idea of an open beta. I think it's good. I think it allows you to play, uh, especially a multiplayer game, mm-hmm. early to interact with other people to see how it plays. Um, should it replace a demo? Probably not. But like you say, have we got the time really to play demos these days? Right,
1: but people who are at the stage of life we were when we downloaded demos might
0: have the time. Um, yes, yeah, very true. Very true. I'm um, very I, selfish point of view. Yeah,
1: I'm. I'm participating in two betas actually right now. Um, one's an open one, and one's a closed one. Hmm. Um. I'll mention briefly. Duelist, the open beta. It's a. Um, It's sort of a strategy RPG to being um, to rival Hearthstone. The whole point is like it's a ranked ladder. It's for competition, um, and you basically have a field and different um, like a deck of cards, essentially, or items that you get in in turns. It's a turn-based strategy game where you're trying to kill the other guy. So it's like like Magic or Hearthstone, where except Mm -hmm. the person is a general on the field with twenty-five health. And they yeah. can attack and be attacked, and etc. Um, and uh, I encourage all you listeners um, to to try it out. I, I really enjoy it. Although I am on an SRPG kick, I think it it gives me way more satisfaction in Hearthstone I ever did, where there's way less luck involved. Okay, um, it seems. Um, that and then I'm also in the uh, closed beta for Paragon, Epic Games Paragon, which yeah. is a third person. MOBA, mm. slash tower defense game. Yeah, um, where it's basically a tower defense game where you play as a Uber unit with your teammates and you're trying to get rid of the other team's seven towers or whatever. I yep. think that's all I can say because because there's an NDA on it. Yeah, um, yeah. But and I've said I've, what I've said. It covers the that everything that they released in their gameplay first look video. So sure. Um, but. I just thought I'd bring that up because um the one the closed beta feels like a, what we normally think of as betas, right it's, okay. they're changing balance they're they're changing a lot of the game they're also graphics are changing like it's sorry I actually I think it may be called an alpha right now, it's a closed alpha, yeah, so right, it's, okay. it's very raw so there's um, a lot of testing yeah and, and and it's all every weekend or every second weekend is another thing of testing this last week uh two weeks have been they've added the PS4 to it. Okay. Um, so I got a PS4 code, but it's mm-hmm. attached to my account. So I can't just right. give it to you. Otherwise, I yeah, 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 um, but, and, but the thing is th- they're doing cross platform play. Oh, nice. So that's what they were. That's part of their testing in the past couple mm-hmm. of weeks is oh, the PC people, and the PS4 people are playing at the same time with each other. And I'm like, Oh, thank God. It's about fucking time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, that that that's sort of sort of it, the the traditional. We're testing. We need your help and your and your input. Yes. Although Epic is also the people who are b- turning out uh, the new Unreal tournament for free, and it you can get it now in beta and participate in the forums and change how the game is because it's being designed informed by the users completely, mm-hmm. and they don't plan on charging for it. Uh, is what they say. So don't really know what the okay. I don't know what the, mon- the financial model is, yeah, and, yeah. and then there's Duelist, which, except for new challenges in the single-player training mode, which is basically puzzle solving with a certain mm-hmm. set of cards and, and units in certain places with abilities, which is addictive. Um, it, it's 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 a done game. Like it's not yeah, out. Yeah. I um, It seems like they're just doing the the open beta. Play it for free, although it's based on decks. So it's based on microtransactions and buying okay spirit orbs, which turn into five cards, one of which will be at least rare or something and blah, yeah, blah, yeah. That, that, that stuff. Um, but it's just quite fun. It's quite diverse. It's quite challenging um, I- until you start at rank 29. And every time mm-hmm. you win a game, you go up a rank until 25. Then you have to win two games. And at 20, if you lose... Uh, around, you lose a pip. So up until that point, you could, like, you could lose as many times as you want, and you'd eventually get to level 20 if you if you kept finding people to beat. Yeah, yeah. But then as soon as you break 20, which is also where you get, it, once you're under 20 uh, in, uh, um, in, if, in a month, you get a loot crate. Okay. Uh, they haven't given one out yet, because it's the first season or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. But in order to, but you can actually leave that zone, because if, everyone in level 19 is way better than you, they'll just kick you you'll get kicked back to 20
0: but at the moment this seems like more of a finished game than oh yeah, that's what I'm saying, it it just
1: seems like it seems like Hearthstone, except it says
0: beta on it yeah, fair enough fair enough, so, well I suppose those are our thoughts for another week on betas and demos and games and beers um, I don't suppose I can really ask you what your favourite beer of the episode was
1: um, I'm gonna pull the standard move I seem to do here in Saskatoon, where I have a beer and say, "I don't have a favorite beer of the week."
0: <laughs> well, it's actually find something um, else. To I drink. can't
1: remember what the other one I tried on that was really. Oh, the fifteen sixteen.
0: Yes. Yeah. That was this good is
1: ago. this is better than a fifteen sixteen. Okay. Um, I wouldn't seek it out, but I would <laughs> I would pick it over a Molson Canadian. Or a Coors Light, which are the standard find them anywhere beers. Pilsner's better than that, but yeah. honestly, do you need the beer? There's better alcohols to drink if that's what you're looking
0: for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think this week I'm going to go with the Good Chemistry Brewing. Yeah, the Big Bang. Um, yeah, yeah. Just a very balanced, very nice beer. Um, the Cannonball, the Magic Rock Brewing IPA, is nice. It's sour. It's a good IPA. Um, and I, I think I would. I'd probably, um, to be fair, I'd probably pick the Cannonball. If I went into a a bar and both of them were in front of me, I'd probably pick the Cannonball and have one of them, and then I'd move over to the Big Bang and drink that for the rest of the night. Right. So Cannonball is nice as a a, a quick feature beer, just to have a big sort of grapefruity, hoppy flavour, but then to go over to the Big Bang because it's very consistent, it's very balanced, and just a really, really good beer. So yes, that was uh, yeah good chemistry brewing here in Bristol.
1: Um, I I'll, uh, I will say uh, just re- just remembered that uh, pilsner is the first beer I ever shotgunned. Nice. Um, to to give a perspective on sort of the the tier of beer, if you will. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So
0: excellent, excellent. Right, we've been tanked out for another week. Um, you can oh. get us on Twitter and shit like that. Yeah, yes, it's
1: tanked up cast on, on all of the things. <laughs> Join our Steam group. And hello to um, our new listeners on the Out of Lives Network.
0: Yes, we are, as I mentioned last week, if you had listened, perhaps you didn't. But we are now part of the Out of Lives Network, um, a collection of podcasts which deal in entertainment, wrestling, and video games. And we're now filling the niche of beer... Because yeah. everyone likes beer, right? Surely.
1: Catherine doesn't. Uh, yeah. not true. She likes Vesa beers, but that's about it.
0: Okay. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so, yeah, you can check those guys out. Um, they're on Twitter, at Out of Lives Pod, I believe, and, um, um, for their main podcast. Um, and they've got um each of their podcasts has various different Twitters that you can go on to. They're all on iTunes and everything like that, as a we.
1: And uh, outoflives.net is the general website? It's the website, website.
0: yes. There's- yes.
1: Virtually no information about us yet, but I'm on that case.
0: You on the case? Yeah. That beer case, Good. case of
1: beer. We should be um,
0: updated with a small bio about us. Ben, he likes beer and video games. all He likes beer and video games. Oh
1: no, it's Ben, he likes beer and video games. Here's his Twitter. Adol,
0: oh that's true. He likes beer it. and
1: video games. Here's his Twitter. Alex, he likes beer and video games. Here's his carrier pigeon. And we'll have a little picture of pigeon.
0: Oh, nice, nice, nice. Excellent. So, take it easy, guys. That's us for another week.
1: Ciao.